right. Hello, everyone. This is Peter Miller for Smarter Than BPD. Today is May 13th, 2023, and this is episode 32. I have been doing some back-to-back episodes again as the ideas have been flowing. And perhaps after this one, may just focus on finishing the Smarter Than BPD premium skills training program. But you never know, maybe something else will um, arise and um, call for being spoken to. Anyway, today I had some thoughts about judgments, pardon me, and our habits and patterns in that regard, and, and even how we can be perhaps judging when we don't even realize that we are judging. And in fact, how much um, unnecessary, uh, unnecessary suffering and misery that this brings into our lives. And the thing is, um, like before you start learning about mental health, um, and before you start doing some deeper inquiry into yourself, chances are very good that you know you are quite unconscious about the the workings of your mind and uh, how it influences your uh, feelings and your overall functioning and your relationships so i mean if you're anything like me and i mean good chance that there are some similarities if you grew up in the westernized modernized industrialized world I'm assuming most listeners of this podcast did, then they probably uh, grew up in a way where they were mostly unconscious or unaware, not having practiced much in the way of uh, self-reflection or mindfulness or not at all, and then reaping the benefits or lack of benefits, I guess the, the curses, that come with that um, lack of practice or even uh, lack of knowing that it's good for you kind of thing. So I wanted to bring a few ideas uh, into today's podcast. I like to sometimes make comparisons to uh, some of the movies that I've seen in the past and um, One of my favorite movies of all time is uh, The Matrix, the first uh, uh, movie. The sequels were okay, I guess, but the first one in particular was my favorite. And I especially enjoy the scenes where uh, Morpheus is introducing uh, Neo to the Matrix for the first time and doing some of the training programs and sort of opening his eyes, uh, helping him see what uh, is actually happening in reality. And uh, for for Neo, it's quite disturbing <clears throat> in the beginning, quite upsetting, um, discovering the reality of it all. So why would I uh, talk about that movie? Um, Well, I think that it is very relevant to uh, the 
everyday life of a person uh, living in the modern world um, because it's like we are embedded in the matrix or maybe um, uh, like a multi matrix. And with this uh, being embedded in this way in uh, a matrix, and I'm going to get what I, I think the matrix is, and I've already kind of talked about it in previous episodes, but I'll re reiterate it here. But I don't think that people would be um, so judgmental pardon me, both towards themselves and towards others and be so chronically judgmental um, and unconsciously judgmental if they weren't embedded in a type of matrix. So the matrix, uh, in my opinion, is the, the narrative or the story of the culture uh, that we're in. And there can be, I think, a few dominant stories that we are uh, embedded in and we don't even realize it um, most of the time. But I think that most of us are embedded in the narrative of the American dream or the... Uh, the story of progress and um, uh, sort of like beside that or alongside that is the um, some of the uh, religious traditions or narratives that um, you know you are uh, in a spiritual uh, war between good and evil and you know you need to f figure out where you fit in the story and that's that's an important piece actually when i say um uh, figuring out where you fit in the story and if you if you fit at all in the story right like or which character are you and are you kind of an acceptable character in the story are you uh, following through with the i guess the standard expectations that come with being in such a story so i'm going to again get to like this why we would be so judgmental but if we are embedded in a cultural context or a narrative i.e the matrix <laughs> uh, then we we will be constantly wondering like um do again do i fit the mold uh for the story and um am i able to uh am i able to uh, conform sufficiently uh that i can kind of like hold my place uh in the story and not be like an outcast so if you're in the the story of uh, the American dream or the, the story of progress. Like I think most people would probably recognize this um, very repetitive and even kind of like boring, uh, this boring pattern. So like, it's almost like each person needs to uh, uh, get educated, they need to figure out a career, they need to 
make as much money as possible. They need to uh, have a house and some cars and some toys. Uh, they need to have uh, be able to go on trips. And, um, uh, and then they need to be able to pay bills uh, and raise children. And like it's... It's uh, like a repeating uh, a meme, if you will. Like, uh, and it's like if you're in the the story of the American dream, then you're going to be always questioning, you know, am I living up to that? And so, if if you have this urge to want to fit in in that way, then you're, I would say that the the reflexive thing to do would be to be always assessing and judging yourself right like am i fitting into this narrative and likewise you might be looking around to the people in your life like are they fitting into this narrative right so are they doing it right are they uh, being acceptable or are they falling short of where they quote unquote should be according to the story that we're in I mean, and similarly with, uh, I mean, if you're a, a religious person, you might always be uh, assessing, going like, am I, are my behaviors, um, do they fit the narrative of that story so that I end up on the side of like the good guys and that I am uh, acceptable in the end, right? Or am I going to be deemed unacceptable? So the reflexive thing, if you feel that you are in that story, uh, alongside the story of the American dream um, would be to again like even have more judgments like and kind of like uh, uh, moralizing yourself like am I being you know morally correct them am, am I living up to the values uh, that the that those traditions tell me I have to live up to if I want to be acceptable and good enough so I think it's just a reflexive thing. Like, so we end up chronically judging ourselves and the people around us. But the thing is, if we are uh, incessantly and chronically judging, that brings a lot of emotional pain, a lot of misery. If you are basically, you know, if you're judging yourself, you end up feeling a lot of inadequacy, uh, maybe shame, uh, maybe guilt, a lot of feelings like that come with self-judgment, maybe feeling uh, unworthy comes with self-judgment. Uh, if you are judging others, you feel a lot of irritation, a lot of frustration, and I like having a lot of should thoughts, right? Like they should be doing this and they should be doing that. And, you know, a lot of shoulding, as they say. <laughs> and, you know, the, uh, if people are doing that uh, i mean and especially if they are of the type where they have a heightened emotional sensitivity like people with bpd i mean then they're creating a lot of emotional pain that they carry around with them each and every day of their lives and i mean uh people can only take so much emotional pain and you know then they end up reacting to that pain and trying to cope with that pain pain that they are sadly mostly inflicting on themselves <clears throat> and i know that's a, a hard paradigm shift to make uh, as i've stated before as well 
learning to recognize that you are the author and creator of your emotions as you um, uh, automatically perceive and interpret situations and make uh, meanings out of things. And the consequence of that is the emotions. So maybe you're starting to see here, like, if you agree that you're embedded in a certain type of cultural story or narrative or a maybe also a religious story or narrative if, if you're embedded in those things then that is going to lead to a lot of uh, judging behaviors so that uh, you can be always trying to uh, feel that you are safely within the <laughs> the boundaries of the story and that you're not an outcast but is that a good way to live I mean, you got to ask yourself, is it, uh, I mean, if you're talking to a, a mental health therapist, I mean, if, if, if you're uh, constantly judging, um, then you're not really in a, in a healthy uh, way of being uh, because you're creating a lot of unnecessary pain, right? And maybe some people would say, well, is it unnecessary pain? Like if those if those narratives and stories that we're embedded in are like sort of the truth of the universe, I guess you'll have to answer that for yourself, right? Um, but I guess just know that um, there is going to be probably a lot of extra emotional pain if you are going to be continually assessing your worth and acceptability for fitting into those narratives. Uh, for, for myself, I have decided to take a non-judgmental approach um, where all of that assessing and uh, judging, I am trying to reduce by practicing non-judgmental awareness. Um, because pretty much if I'm not practicing non-judgmental awareness, there's a good chance that my mind is going to go back to just the old pattern of judging myself, judging others, kind of incessantly, moment to moment to moment, and feeling a lot of emotional pain. So, I mean, I've started to practice some strategies. Uh, I'd like to share kind of a couple of the, you know, common and simple ones. But, like... When I'm not doing a task like that requires thinking and, you know, uh, some more advanced things like for using my body and my my brain, like like when I'm not doing that, stuff like that, like if I'm just sort of in between tasks, I like to try and go back to a default mode of uh, practicing non-judgmental awareness and one of the ways that I do that is to try and observe objects non-judgmentally. I mean, it could be any object in your environment. It could be just a pen that you have on the table, or it could be your iPhone, or it could be, uh, you know, your dresser, or your whatever, your laptop computer, anything. You just want to uh, start describing the object in non-judgmental ways. So you could uh, uh, start noticing the dimensions of the object. You could notice where some of the curves are, the straight lines, uh, the flat parts, 
you could uh, also touch the object and uh, and notice the uh, the tactile sensation, like whether it's like hard or soft, or if it's uh, uh, cool to the touch, or if it's like slippery, whatever it might be. If there are uh, points, right? If there are jagged edges. The thing is to uh, try and bring yourself into the present moment by doing a non-judgmental description of something. Um, and there's other ones that uh, where you try and engage the senses. Um, maybe you've heard of the five, four, three, two, one mindfulness exercise uh, where you start with trying to notice five things that you see and five things that you hear and five things that you feel and then you switch to uh, four things that you see um, uh, four things that you hear four things that you feel and then three then two then one <clears throat> but the point is like like if you don't need to be using your brain for some, you know, some more advanced task, then why should you be revving the engine of your brain with all of this unnecessary thinking and assessing and judging? Because it, it's basically just keeping the system amped up and um, like overused. Uh, like I've used the analogy of the car in the driveway. Like if, you know, you need the car for driving, but if you're just parked in the driveway, why would you be having your foot on the gas for like an hour or two? Like that's basically, in my opinion, that's what like judging yourself and others is. You just always have your foot on the gas and it basically ends up uh, wearing out the car, <laughs> wearing out the engine or causing some kind of damage. So, I mean, ponder some of these things. I mean, consider you know is it you know kind of a fact that we are living within a uh, a type of narrative a type of story in the culture that we inhabit uh and i mean it's can we can we live a different narrative um in the dominant narrative that's a you know an interesting question um there i mean it seems like there is some conformity that is required but i mean when we are learning and developing some of these insights about our mental health i think that we can also um in a healthy way kind of rebel against the dominant story so like you know we can be in the matrix but it's like the matrix doesn't control us as much or um, lead us to harm ourselves as much because we have developed an awareness of what is actually going on. I mean, another phrase that I've heard in DBT is to learn to function in dysfunction. So you can get some healthy habits going uh, where you can maintain, you know, your brain and your body in the conditions that you're in. And I guess, you know, you can last longer <laughs> and have a better quality of an experience in the system as it is. So, yeah, please do ponder, like, uh, how much of your judging comes from being embedded uh, 
in a story? And are you, you know, trying to continually assess if you and others are good enough and worthy in the story or if you are um, somehow going to be rejected or ejected from the story? And then, you know, like, if you can see that, um, maybe you could also see that, you know, maybe the story is just a story. And, um, like, you don't have to be stressing about fitting in as much as you do. And it might be more in your best interest to focus on how to be healthy in your brain and body and to use your brain in the most effective way so that you're not overdoing it and uh, not creating unnecessary stress and misery uh, for yourself and in your life and with others. So I guess that's all I wanted to uh, say today. And I mean, lastly, I guess I wanted to just um, mention that uh, how all the different forms judgments can take. Um, I mean, it can be in the way that we word things. It can be in the way that we use our tone. Um, and that's where I think a lot of it can be, like, we don't even realize that we're doing it. And I've, I listened to one of these funny uh, skits from Saturday Night Live, from Saturday Night Live called the uh, the Californians. And I thought they were an excellent example of uh, uh, using their voice and and using words in a way that is uh, judgmental, kind of in a funny way, but nonetheless judgmental. And I think like people everywhere do it, not just the people in California, but just that skit just made it seem so obvious how they would um, kind of use their voices in exaggerated ways. And then uh, they would also, uh, you know, uh, question, ask questions of people like, how do you know this or how do you know that? And and they put at the end of each skit, um, they would be looking at the mirror, like kind of like judging their own appearance. So it all just ends up being a lot of uh, judgment that is happening there. And it's just... It's so exaggerated that they make it very apparent that that's what's happening. So anyway, you might want to look that up on YouTube, uh, the Californians on uh, from Saturday Night Live. It's a funny one. And I uh, look forward to hearing from you in the Smarter Than BPD Facebook group. Um, just got that up and running. So please come and check out some of the posts there and comment. And if you wouldn't mind, please rate and review Smarter Than BPD in Apple Podcasts. You can find a link to that near the top of smarterthanbpd.info. Okay, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.